Welcome, friends, to the Timeless Motherhood podcast, where we talk about biblical motherhood that doesn't cave to culture and has stood the test of time. I'm your host, Kaylee Weikbrot, and today is a very special episode as we wrap up the first season of Timeless Motherhood. I wanted to share a recap of the major themes that we've covered from the past 12 episodes and what some of my takeaways were in the areas of loving and knowing God's word, fostering an intimate prayer life, finding community, and investing in things that are eternally valuable. You may have gotten something completely different from the episodes, and I hope that they blessed you in some way. And I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening and let me know what stood out to you in this season. You can also find Timeless Motherhood over on Instagram at timelessmotherhood.co. I'll also be touching on what you can expect for the next season, which will be starting up towards the beginning of August. And I'm so excited for the vision God's given me about going deeper into the foundations of a life lived with him. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Over the past three months, I have been so blessed to not only hear about the stories of some of these incredible women, but being able to share them with you guys. And I wanted to highlight some of the recurring themes that I heard echoed in so many of their stories. Now, just for a little bit of background, Timeless Motherhood started not very long before it actually launched. I was at church and some of our elders were being honored along with their wives and hearing the stories about how these women not only served and loved their husbands and children, but also served our community and our church just blew my mind. And I realized I don't know any women like that personally in my life. It just became so apparent to me that I needed women in my life like that, that I could look up to that I could ask hard questions to and and really understand how to walk this life out, how to walk out being a wife, being a mother. And so I chewed on the idea for a minute and felt like the Lord was really leading me to start a podcast, not just reach out to these women and have tea with them, but record those conversations and share them. So here we are. And what's truly amazing is the fact that so many of them touched on having older women to look up to and that being essential in their walk and in their growth as a woman. So I love that. I love being able to share these conversations with you all. And first and foremost, we are going to jump into getting to know God and some of the golden nuggets that were shared in this season on that topic. So maybe you're new to Bible reading. Maybe this is something that is very well established in your life. Maybe you're like Carol Schreiber from episode one, where she took her lawyer background and just went to town on ingesting the entire Bible and doing deep and thorough Bible study from the get-go. I only started really taking my Bible reading seriously about two years ago. I was listening to a podcast called Pardon the Mess, and she was interviewing Tara Lee Cobble, who runs the Bible Recap and also D Group, which I'm a part of. And she was sharing how you can't want something for your children that you yourself don't have. 
You can't want them to know and love God's word or know and love God if you don't know and love God or know and love God's word. So I I was like two months postpartum and realized I'm already late to the game. I really want my son to know and love the Lord and I'm not actively in the word. So I started the Bible recap, which is a 365 day chronological Bible reading plan and took me a year and a half to finish that. But just by starting something like that and being able to finish it over time, it built so much stamina, but also so much hunger and desire for the word. It also really built my understanding of the word, having read through every single page of my Bible. And I don't say that to brag. There were many months where I just took a hard break. Life got difficult. I took some space from the Lord. Wasn't the best decision. I I wish I had stayed closer to the Lord, but coming out of it, it also helped me to realize I really don't want to go back to seasons like that where I am out of the word because it is so life-giving to be in God's word, to be reminded daily of who he is, who he says he is, what he's capable of, what he's done for his people, and then also who he says that we are. So in episode 12, Darcy shared about how Bible reading and rebuilding her foundation in God was essential in the transformation of her marriage. Let's listen to this clip from that episode. My fruit was not coming out of my heart, out of our life, out of our marriage, out of our parenting. So all of those things, what happened was I said, I am over me. He said he is over him. We said, God, forgive us. We literally don't want anything to do with how I think, how I have thought life worked, because it didn't work for us at this point in time. So we became humble, humble, humble to the core and said, God, teach us from your mind, what is the purpose of a man, of a woman? We started there. Then of marriage, then that was next. And then parenting, that was next. Man, I love how when they hit rock bottom, they realize that the foundation of their marriage and their family was built on ideas from the world and it wasn't working. So this, I I hope this encourages you if there are any areas of your life that are a little bit messy right now, the word is so powerful at giving us a framework for God's design. And God's design functions really well. God intended it to. He is the perfect designer. And so when we look to his word to teach us how to parent, how to be in marriage, how to be in friendships and relationships, that is that is going to be so beneficial to our lives and also grow us closer to the Lord. So then in episode six, Carol Cryer was sharing with us how she memorized scripture And she shared some really amazing stories about how she was able to equip and encourage her children in really difficult circumstances. I remember one of the verses that I had memorized that I was encouraging Rob with was, God has not given unto you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And so we would pray that verse and we would talk about that before we went to school every morning. You're not to be afraid of Kyle, whatever his name was. And God's going to have you think clearly and act with love. 
And I remember one day he came home, and I don't know if Kyle had beat him up that day or not, but he came. Maybe he had punched him in the nose, and Rob was smiling from ear to ear, and obviously he had been hurt. And I thought, why are you smiling and so happy? And he said, well, Mom, you know, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And when Kyle came after me, I just didn't move. I just let him hit me once. And then he just didn't do anything anymore. And he just walked away and he doesn't bother me anymore. I mean, he applied. Yes. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Yeah. And the power to just stand there and trust him. It It's just beautiful to see through her stories of her children using God's word and just how powerful it was for her to be able to equip them with this tool and also equip herself. Darcy also talks about this in episode 12 with fighting against the enemy. And something that the Lord's really been teaching me recently is getting my ammunition ready. So we don't memorize scripture for accolades. We don't memorize scripture to be that person who's really good at memorization. We memorize scripture so that we meditate on it and bury it in our hearts so that when the lies of the enemy come to us, we have God's own word to fight back with. We don't need our own words. God gave us everything that we need. Even Jesus, when tempted in the wilderness, he used scripture from Deuteronomy to respond and retaliate. And so that's a really beautiful model of how we are supposed to fight against the enemy. I know it can be really easy to say, well, I'm not good at memorization. It's just not for me. I do other things, but I'm not good at memorizing. But as mothers, we need to consider the example that we're setting for our children when we say that something that doesn't come naturally should just be given up on, especially when it's as essential as burying God's word in our heart. So if anyone listening has a college degree or a job, chances are you weren't good at that either when you first started. You didn't know everything that the professor was going to throw at you. And on your first day of work, you probably made some big mistakes. There's always a learning curve in life, but you achieved it. You got better because you put your effort into it. It mattered to you. So you figured it out. And so God's word should matter to us. And if we're not good at ingesting God's word daily or memorizing it and meditating on it, then we should put time aside to make that a priority and get it in us. I love modern Christian music, but sometimes the messages can be a little bit theologically off. So I really love meditating on music that I know is straight from God's word. Those are lyrics that I can trust, that I can actually remind myself of scripture through listening to it set to music. So if you memorize really well through music, I highly suggest finding some psalms that are put to music or even other scripture put to music to help you with memorization. This is the renewal of our minds that Corinthians talks about, meditating on God's word day and night, like David says in the Psalms. This is what we're called to do. So you can do hard things. You're a mother, heck. (laughs) You can definitely do hard things. And so let's do the hard thing of meditating on God's word, bearing it in our hearts, so that in moments of trial and struggle, that is what we can reflect on instead of our difficult circumstances. So moving on to prayer, 
prayer is so powerful and often so underrated. We can tend to see it as a last resort, something you do after you've tried to fix the problem yourself or after you know, you've waited to see if maybe it resolves itself. And Karen in episode three shared how iron sharpens iron, but also anxiety can sharpen anxiety. These anxiety levels kind of, you know how we say iron sharpens iron in a good way? Well, these anxiety levels, we were all sort of feeding off one another and it was dangerous and it wasn't holy. It wasn't positive in any way. And we were transferring it onto our kids. So we got together and said, let's pray about this. Let's put it in God's hands. When they intentionally got together and said, we need to seek the Lord for these worries that are too much for us to bear and not for us to carry, then they saw just an amazing transformation and not only the Lord really keeping their children, but also growing community amongst them and connecting them in such a powerful way. They decided to get together weekly to pray over their kids and for years did this. So I would encourage you, if you don't pray out loud with other people, if you don't have at least one person in your life that you pray with, find her. Having a prayer partner, having friends who pray with you, not just say that they pray for you and you say that you you pray for them, but actually pray together. It is so powerful. The Bible says that when two or more are gathered, there is the Spirit of God. So gather together and pray. Then in episode eight, the missionary mom in Turkey shared how her prayers changed over time. And I think this highlights one of the most beautiful aspects of prayer is that as we pray and cry out to the Lord, he changes our heart over time. We start to notice that our prayers become different, more like Christ. She shared how her prayers changed from seeking comfort to seeking growth for herself and her family when they struggled to accept the call God had placed on her life to be a missionary overseas. It's not just this prayer that they would be okay with us being there. And that's what it was in the beginning is like, just let them be supportive. Just let them not give us a hard time. And ultimately it had to change to Lord, you have to be their comforter, their hope and their treasure. I can't do these things. And the physical of us being removed had to be replaced by those prayers. And I'm thankful just for the ways that, again, though it was very difficult at times that the Lord allowed that to be the case, that he was the one who met those needs for all of us. My favorite line is, Lord, you have to be their comforter, their hope, and their treasure. That's such a beautiful prayer and one that's really honestly hard to pray, even for ourselves in those moments where we are anxious over what the future holds for our kids, what the future may hold for a job or a living situation, and He wants to be our comforter, our hope, and our treasure. And if we aren't finding that in him, that's an area where we can grow. And he is so gracious to provide growth in that area. One of my favorite verses is, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. And now some of you may hear that and go, Oh, 
I'm not righteous. You may have a hard time actually listening to something like that because you don't see yourself as the righteous, but the wicked. And the good news is that we believe that we are just as righteous as Christ. That is what it says in God's word about us because on the cross, Jesus overcame our sin and atoned for the past present and future sin that we would ever commit so that we could stand blameless before God and be near to him so near that his spirit dwells inside of you so if you're still thinking yeah but I don't feel righteous claim it claim the righteousness that God has said is yours and claim it out loud there's so much power when we don't just pray in our heads but we pray declarative prayers out loud This is where scripture memorization is so critical because you can fight that feeling or that lie by just going to God's word and saying, God, it says in your word this, I don't feel this, but I know that your word is true. So Lord, change my heart, change my mind. You know, I'm just spitballing here, but you know, an example of prayer that you can pray to God. He loves prayers like that where we take him at his word and we say, Lord, I may not feel this way, but I'm not going to obey my feelings. I'm going to obey and listen to your word and what you have to say, which is a pretty good segue into our next section in growing and understanding who God is. Obedience is so critical. And I know a lot of people hate this. This is where lots of conviction comes in because you're like, Kaylee, we're we're disobedient because we're sinners. That's just part of our, our life. It's part of our walk. But I just want to encourage you that when we are abiding in God's spirit, when we come to understand that God's way truly is for our best, for our ultimate good, and for his glory, and that means something to us, obedience starts to be something that we desire. I I loved this clip from Jan in episode five. You can know God through the word. Yes, we can. We certainly can. You can know him through circumstances. But how do you really want to get to know God? You take a risk. And what that means is, you know, not some silly risk like jumping off the Empire State Building, but to take a risk, to go ahead and believe, to go ahead and do what he asked you to do. In our weakness, he is strong. And this is what's meant to be. And those risks are often so costly to our ego, our comfort, and our security or man-made security. Our, our security is always found in the Lord, but this man-made security of our savings account, a job that we're attached to, maybe a home or a neighborhood or even a school system, these kinds of things that God can sometimes call us out of, but in that obedience and following through, we learn so much about God's character. Those are really the times when the Lord's goodness shines the brightest and his faithfulness is so obvious and apparent to us. I have looked back on some really difficult circumstances in the past couple of years, and in very strange ways, they were some of my favorite times with the Lord because all I could do was trust him. And I saw him so clearly, more clearly than I ever have in my whole life. And it was just beautiful to see his hand over everything because I was desperately, desperately looking for him. 
And he came through every single time, not always in the ways that I hoped, not always in the ways that I prayed, but even in answering with a no, he met me with his comfort and his peace. And that was beautiful in and of itself. So those, those are the times that, that God really shows that he's so faithful. And Sue put it really well in episode four. You know, I want so much to, with my girls to go, okay, you do X, Y, and Z, and life is going to be okay. And it's going to be rosy. And really what we give our kids is you can do X, Y, and Z. And the thing I can promise you is God will be faithful and God will be there. That doesn't always mean something to us. But my hope and my prayer is that this podcast blesses you and that that phrase that God will be faithful and God will be there starts to be so precious to you because it truly is a beautiful place to be when you hear those words and you just immediately think back to all of those times that God has been so faithful and that he has been so present and that it has been enough for you. In episode seven, I asked Angela a question. Why do you think you could hear God so clearly in the early days in her walk? And this is what she said. I knew what it was to fight against him. And I knew what it was when I was in charge because I wasn't submitted to anybody. It was me running the show. And so for me, it was this new concept of being in his word and, and praying, but then listening and getting to know his character really helped me. I personally can relate a lot to that testimony of knowing what it was like to be in charge and really, really not liking the way my life was turning out when I was in charge. So when I turned my life over to the Lord, though, it's been quite the journey for me to really understand how to obey God. It was a deep desire of my heart to obey, knowing just how badly we can screw things up when we're the ones calling the shots. So obedience is is a big part. You know, we can read God's word all we want. We can send up all the prayers. But if we aren't putting into practice the things that we're learning in God's word and leaning on the Holy Spirit to empower us, that's another big part of obedience is we, we live in such a beautiful period where we have the Holy Spirit to empower us. I've been doing a study in Deuteronomy and just looking at, you know, the law as it was laid out, they had no Holy Spirit to empower them and they failed miserably. That's why they had the the sacrifices in order to atone for their sin because they needed it. But Jesus was our sacrifice. And he said, I, I actually want you to be able to follow the spirit of the law. So I'm going to give you my spirit. And that spirit is actually going to be the driving force for you to obey me. Isn't that so cool? I love our God. So moving along to community, the short and simple is we need it. And if you don't have it, go out and find it. I myself was someone who said, I have tried, I've put myself out there, I've gone to the groups, I just haven't met anybody that I really connected with. It just feels forced and gave up for very long periods of time. 
I think the Lord can use those periods of silence at times in our lives to be the one that we run to. But at the end of the day, he didn't design us to be alone. So finding godly community to support your walk and pray with you and be with you through life's difficulties is so essential. I'm a co-leader for a D-group Bible study. I mentioned Tara Lee Cobble. She also runs an organization called D-Group. It's very discipleship focused and I really love it because every week we get together for two hours. It's pretty intense. There's a lot of homework, but we pray together. We study God's word together and we memorize scripture together. It's just really good for reinforcing a lot of those great habits. And the first two D group core values are scripture as roots and community as fruit. And while this specifically applies to the Bible study, not being community first, scripture second, it's been really amazing to see the way that having God-centered fellowship covers over a multitude of differences in life stages and lifestyles. Many of the ladies in our group are single or married without children, and somehow God just brings us together, and as we fellowship and talk about life struggles from a godly lens, we are just able to connect all the more, and so I would encourage you to seek out praying friends and godly friends who will hold you accountable, who will lovingly share the truth with you when you're struggling because there's no better encouragement than someone who says this is the way that God sees you when you're struggling with your identity or maybe self-worth this is the way that God fights for you when you're going through a really tough season those are the kinds of friends who really lift you up and also stop the conversation and lift things up to the Lord. I literally have friends who will stop me and just go, I just, hold on a second. I just want to take that. Let's just pray about that right now. And they just start praying over me. It is so powerful to have that kind of community around you. And if it seems like you really have tried everything, pray about it. Maybe before you even try everything pray. The Lord is so gracious. He will bring that community into your life. I'd also recommend looking for a D group. If you're not part of a Bible study, studying God's word together with other believers is a great way to meet other believers and also to get to know them in a less first date kind of way. Sometimes making friends as an adult is weird. So <laughs> joining a Bible study is great. And I'm going to have all of these resources linked below in the show notes if you want to check any of those things out. But there are D groups all around the world and there's plenty of other Bible studies, maybe even at your church that you could get involved in. One of the best episodes from this season about community was episode four with Sue Moy. We talked all about community and she was incredibly intentional in creating community not just for herself but also for her children creating that reinforcing structure her kids actually went to public school and she knew that she had to be incredibly intentional about 
surrounding them with godly friends who were going to point them in the right direction as well. So I would go check out that episode if you're curious for more practical ways to build community around yourself. But again, the Lord is super faithful to answer those prayers. Now, investing in things that are eternal. So Anna in episode two really just hit the nail on the head with this one. She, I'll, I'll just start out with this clip from her because it just kind of sums up the whole thing. Wow. Oh, I love Anna. This is such a good episode. And as someone myself whose family lives on a single income in one of the most expensive cities in the U.S., I know firsthand the sacrifice of luxuries and comforts that's required in today's economy to live on a single income. But none of the essentials had to be cut in order for us to afford me leaving my job and staying at home. Everyone's situations and circumstances are different, but it's really important that we truly consider what we are investing in and whether or not those are things that will rust or rot. It says in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. And before that, Jesus is talking about the sparrows and how they always have food to eat and how the lilies always have clothing and how much more valuable are we to God than sparrows and lilies. I love the Maverick City song, Gyra. It's just so good at the meditation on this verse, but that God is our provider. He is more than enough. And when we find our ultimate satisfaction and happiness and joy and peace in God, it's a lot easier to let go of those comforts and conveniences in order to have more time with our families, in order to have more of ourselves to give in investing in their eternal salvation and, and putting energy into our relationships with them. So she also talks about the hierarchy of covenants, which is such an interesting way of looking at it that our first and foremost covenant is to God himself, that we are to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. He's our priority. And that our husband comes second and our children come third. So again, when we seek first God's kingdom, when we seek first to honor and glorify him, so many of those other things fall into place when we are investing our resources, whether that be time, energy, money, into the things that matter to God. Our lives are so much more fruitful that way. I feel like this is especially convicting when you have just a little bit of free time, a little bit of opportunity and you go, oh, I just really want to scroll. I just really want to tune out, zone out. And I saw something recently that said, what is the return on that investment? Do you feel peace? Do you feel joy? But what's the return on that investment? We don't get this time back. It's important to be intentional about the way that we invest ourselves, the way that we invest our energy and where, we, where we're storing up our treasures. Anna also shared how nothing is wasted. 
counter to that, to any working moms who are listening to this, who don't feel the call to, to be at home, God has us all in different places in different seasons. So this is not a everyone must be at home podcast, but it was really cool to hear her perspective on leaving behind her high paying lawyer job and worrying about losing those parts of herself. So let's listen to that. To anybody who's who's kind of considering what will it feel like to not wear the role that I have worn, all the parts of me that I loved the most, I kept. I've had some people over the years say, well, what a waste. You know, you went to this school and you got this degree and you spent all this money, but it's not a waste because I take it with me. So I am still I'm still lawyer Anna, and I'm still, you know, the the reader and the puzzler and the corrector of grammar and all the things that I was before. But now it's for my family. Everything I do is oriented to home and towards what we're building instead of what others are building. I think that's such a huge encouragement for so many moms who are worried about leaving a career behind or what life may look like in a season beyond a job and how it might be more of a loss than a gain to be at home with our kids. But what God calls us to, he equips us for and he blesses us in it. So just remember that you are blessed in being where God has called you to be. So that wraps up season one of Timeless Motherhood. I am so grateful to everyone who listened and to all the amazing women who took time out of their schedule to be on the show and share this incredible wisdom. If you guys have not listened to all of the episodes during our break would be a great time for you to catch up on those missed episodes. Go back and listen. There's just so much wisdom that was shared and I'm truly, truly grateful for everybody who took a chance on a new show and decided to join us. So thank you for that. Now, going into this next season, we are going to take a little bit of a shift. Not a huge shift, but the Lord has really been putting on my heart to take us deeper. So what you can expect for next season is a deeper dive into essentially the topics that we covered in today's episode. Knowing God through studying his word, memorizing scripture, being in prayer, and being obedient. We will be talking about lots of different things that have to do with that. I will be bringing Carol Schreiber back on as she is an incredible teacher of the Bible to talk about loving God's word and growing deeper in your understanding of it. We will also be talking about different types of prayer. Something that I've been learning about recently is deliverance prayer. And in episode 10 with Anna, we talked about that. And Eviana Bynan, episode 11, touched on that a little bit. Actually, Darcy touched on it too. So the Lord is really <laughs> leading me in that direction. Not that the whole show is going to be about deliverance, but just the importance of our awareness of spiritual warfare, that we would not be ill-equipped Christians, that we would be ready for battle, ready to fight against the enemy because Jesus is victorious, but he does require that we recognize and affirm his authority in our lives, that we speak with our mouths, that we agree with him. 
that he has conquered anxiety, that he's conquered depression, that he has conquered fear, that he has protected our families, even when our circumstances you know, may not align with that. We hold fast to the truth of God's word over our circumstances. And that's when we really see miracles. That's when we really see breakthrough. And that's when we really see the things of the Bible lived out and played out in our lives instead of just looking like fantasy stories that happened in the old times. So I'm really excited to deep dive into that and bring on some really incredible women to to talk more about that, to teach more on that. And so you can also expect that the format will change slightly. It'll be a little bit less interview and a little bit more teaching, conversation. So I'm really, really excited to see what the Lord does in this next season. And in the meantime, until August, you can join us over on Timeless Motherhood on Instagram. Again, that's at TimelessMotherhood.co on Instagram. And throughout the summer, I'll probably be posting and resharing some of the reels, though taking a bit of a break until the beginning of August to really get get this next season squared away and planned out and bring people on board who can talk and bring people on board who can really speak to some of these specific areas I want to go into. If you have ideas for episodes that you would like to see covered, topics such as how to instill objective truth into your children, that's something I already plan to cover. But if you have ideas like that, please DM me over on Instagram or go to the website timelessmotherhood.co and send us a message over there. I would love to hear what kinds of things specifically you want to grow in as a mother and as a follower of Christ. So with all of that, I thank you so much for being here this season and I can't wait to see you in August. Take care.